I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's going on, travelers? Thank you for tuning in to the ninth episode of The Resonance, a weekly Genshin Impact podcast. I'm your host, Dalton, and with me today is Pharaoh. Yo, 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 what's up? Back again. And uh, how are you? How are you doing this week? I'm doing good. So much good gaming and news and actual games have come out. I've been just, it's been an amazing week for us gamers. So I've been really, really pumped tight on time just because i'm going through so many games and juggling so many of them but yeah been been really good how about you uh same i feel like i have just been consuming like a ton of game media and pop culture like i we we (laughs) talked a little bit about like obi-wan which i'm watching right now Mm -hmm. stranger things dropped this past week so i was watching that as well oh you stayed on the stranger things train i mean it wasn't much of a train it was like a it was a there was a very long break, so well yeah, I mean like I I abandoned that train at the last stop oh. basically because there was such a huge gap in between this season and the last. I like was like I don't know if I care about Stranger Things enough, but I did hear a couple of my friends be like, "You need to get back into it. It's pretty good so far." So I I'll have to see. I I second that very hard because it's. It's probably like my favorite season so far, like aside mm-hmm. from season one. And right. it, the this is so much more horror, I think. And oh, it's okay. it's good. It's really good. And there yeah, I feel like a lot of directors or shows take such a long break. I feel like they take a huge break and then it just doesn't feel the same. And yeah, it, it's definitely. kind of bad then and like it gets terrible reviews and it's 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 just not good. For the long break that they took and it it's it's amazing. I'm actually like pretty surprised how good it is. Was it jarring with the characters looking so much older? Yeah, you know, not jarring. I mean, I know like Mike just is like super tall and lanky, and so like right. and like Will went through like a huge growth spurt mm-hmm. because when we left, they were like still just like little kids. And I remember right. when the show like first came out, the directors, the Duffer brothers, were like, "We want to." We need to film this like super quick because they're gonna get like big really big, fast, quick. and yeah. I I remember them saying that, and then I was just like, well, guess that's going out the window. They haven't released the thing, and I'm sure COVID exactly. had a huge play in that. But it's it's not too bad. I mean, they are. I'm pretty sure they're yeah they're in high school, so like, but it's it's really good. And honestly, it doesn't even matter that like they're that big. Max still kind of like seems. Mm-hmm. like smaller like she she still seems like more young than the rest of them yeah but for the most part it's it's all the same and it's so good i love it 
I guess with with your recommendation, I will probably give it another go. Yeah, do it. Let me know what you think too. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but yeah, yeah, fair enough. We have a uh, this is a Genshin Impact podcast. <laughs> BT Dubs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got some news. By the way, this is going to be a completely spoiler-free episode, or as as much as we can handle. We will talk about like the event. The event does tie into the story, but mm-hmm. we're gonna kind of stay away from those uh, story spoilers. We'll just kind of talk about like the challenges and how we like the event as like a, a combat event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we'll probably wrap up the episode we got a little bit of news but nothing major uh we did have one issue that i wanted to touch on and it was from the first and they did fix this issue oh no i'm sorry the 31st it came out with the update and and i don't know if you noticed this but they had like five updates like the same day of the patch yeah yeah i saw that there was a lot so this one i do want to touch on because i actually had this problem where trying to do the perilous uh perilous trial event the adventure rank requirement of the archon quest was incorrectly configured as AR40 and above mhm and then after the fix obviously like your advent if you were ad- uh, adventure rank 28 or above then you were able to start the quest but i couldn't start the cre- quest because it said AR40 so when i force quit the game i it must have been like the perfect storm or like like right at the right time because when I force quit the game, then I had an update and then I updated it and then I was able to do the quest. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I didn't even know about that. I'm like 54 or something like that. So I wouldn't have known, but so that one didn't affect me luckily, but that's unfortunate. Oh wait, no, I am adventure rank 56. So that's weird because I did for sure say maybe it was just like a, I don't know. It was probably just like a glitch. Oh yeah, I guess I guess so. I That's I weird. didn't have that Another... problem, so yeah. Weird. Anyway, uh, there was a compensation for that. It was sixty primo gems. So anything that gives me more primo gems, I'm happy with. Sure, <laughs> we love primo gems. Other than that, not really anything that's like super uh, important. But I did want to mention that because if you haven't logged in since the update, there is that sixty primo gem compensation. I did I did just see like three hours ago there's issues with people on console right now topping up, but they are actively looking into that. So if you see a update come out, it's probably for that. Yeah. But nothing too, you know, big or game breaking like Yai Miko or the Serena Teapot, which it's back. Have you have you done anything with your Serena Teapot? No, not really. Like it's it's I'm one of those people where I raced to get to the finish line with unlocking or get, getting to level 10 with my teapot. And um, that's the max level, right? If I remember correctly, 10, where you for where the, you unlock the windmill. For the teapot itself. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I went, I, I did that and I had all these grand plans of like, I'm going to build the coolest teapot ever. And I never touched the teapot again. So no, I'm, I'm, it's very daunting. It's a daunting task. It is. I like looked up all these YouTube videos of like people with these awesome layouts I was like, right, I'm going to build all this, and then I still have them, but I have no uh, desire to do it anymore. I don't know why. So um, I will eventually get around to it, but yeah, I haven't really... I don't mess with the teapot too much other than just going in daily and getting all the things I need. I want to ask you, those like videos of people making like really awesome stuff, it, was that them using like the trick where you move it back and forth and then it'll clip into another object and let you place it down still? Some of them were, yeah. Okay, yeah, because I I'm pretty sure that's the maintenance that they did. Oh, uh, okay. So I, well, I yeah, I, I 
darn. And I, <laughs> I felt the same way. I remember like going to bed, like watching people make like teapot mm-hmm. videos. Like I would fall asleep to that stuff, and I was just like, dude, some of these are like really right. cool. But I'm not sure if if we are still able to clip or not. I haven't even like tried that. I literally went in and I was just like, I'm never gonna take this companionship experience for granted ever again and i just moved everybody out and moved brand new people in like. yeah yeah i always keep everyone i'm uh, like you know as soon as i have a full character with uh friendship uh, i move them on over and everything like that but i will i am curious now if for the building part of it people who already used that and set up their cities are they does it mention in there like theirs is now going to be screwed up or is it just you can no longer do that? Like for people that haven't done oh. it Oh. Because the... Yeah, I have, I have no idea. Yeah, because if they don't allow that overlapping glitch at all, that's going to ruin a lot, a lot of people's cities and they're probably going to be a bit upset. I don't know why they don't allow it anyways. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like if, if you should be able to do it if you want. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. It's, it's not like it's, you know it's not like they're exploiting anything exactly like, you know it's what a I mean? design choice really like i don't know yeah i thought i thought it was really cool Same. sometimes so. you need it because it looks a lot of things will look pretty dumb if you have to keep the space between it you know what i mean yeah so yeah personally i haven't even touched this stuff in my teapot i, I did the same thing as you right I, I got it to level 10 and then just kind of been cycling people through i know you get a lot of prima gems for building stuff yes. like sets for your characters but i haven't even done that so mm-hmm. Well, I mean, in a way, that's good because you have a gold mine ahead of you still. So, true. Yep, <laughs> saving up for for Ito's banner. Are you gonna drop everything for Ito? Oh no, I've been dropping every every time I hit 160, I just drop it right away for Yolan, just because I I I want every character. Like it's just oh, this itch yeah, that right. I need it's, to scratch. It's the Pokemon Master in you, dude. It, it, uh, <laughs> you gotta catch po- them all man <laughs> yes have have you actually caught every single pokemon uh every single one no i don't think so okay because I, I have i you are definitely more of a pokemon fanatic than than i am yeah like you I are the, huge, huge if you were a pokemon ca- character in that game uh you would be uh of the pokemon fanatic that you battle against the annoying pokemon fanatic oh. that you battle against <laughs> randomly <laughs> that that's you <laughs> but but uh, yeah with with this for me like i have to make you know i'm one of those people that's just like i want to go super hard on a specific character i made an exception for um yelan because she's incredibly good i don't know if we want to talk about do we want to talk about like how like her character a little bit as far as you know the good and the bad we can we can cover that in the uh in the second half okay well so i did end up um pulling on her and um getting her but like i'm not gonna invest too much because i don't think she needs lots of copies to be good but i am like for sure still saving up for for 3.0 because i'm gonna be getting that archon for sure even though i i really want to pull on ito again just to get more constellations on him but yeah, I need to. You said you got him at C two right now, right? I have him at C two, but he's just my favorite character so far, easily. So, and yeah. this this story just reinforced that for me. So, oh um, yeah, it's yeah, I agree. So yeah, we're gonna have to see, but it's always a, a tug between heart and mind whenever it comes to the banners. So, gotcha. I'm at I'm at seventy three 
pity right now. Still no Yelon. Oh, that must hurt, dude. It it hurt after like you know I I think I had fifty pools saved up by the mm-hmm. time we got to our banner, so I just did fifty pools, nothing. And I got, I think I have all the four stars in her banner to C6 now, which is cool. Like, if mm-hmm. I ever decide to use them. That was part of the problem with this banner, though. Honestly, those, the, her, the characters in her banner, besides her, ugh, not great. So, yeah. That was I, the I hear people really do like Yanfei. I personally don't. Well, she just comp wise, though. If we're, if we're talking like meta comps she's just not not involved like that's how that's how i think whenever i'm going and it's it's the less fun way to think for sure but that's how i'm thinking whenever i'm pulling on characters or playing characters so yeah for that the secondary characters in this banner i was not happy with but um i will say um for you actually no we'll we'll talk about that in the second part oh yeah sure i i do i do want to uh yeah i'll i'll have to make a mental note as well so we'll we'll go okay. into that later there was an update to the battle chronicle tool they added a notification for the paramedic uh, parametric transformer if you guys use the parametric transformer i typically don't unless like i absolutely need to if you don't know you know now you can only use it like once a week so mm. there is like a seven day or six day cooldown timer uh but they added a notification so if you use that like religiously every week there is a notification option now if you guys want to enable that you do have to give some permissions like for your phone or your ipad right. or whatever and then hoya lab will give you a notification when that cooldown ends so that's very handy because i feel like if, if i only have to use something like once a week i will forget oh one i'm the exact same dude 100 percent. they also added some share and save image functions so you can share character overview page which basically shows like all your stats, your achievements, how many luxurious all chests that you opened up, your abyss, how far you got in the abyss. It shows off your serenity teapot. It basically gives like a whole like player overview of your of your your character in Genshin, so that's pretty helpful. And then also you can share character details pages now, which are very nice looking like image of the character. So in the image it shows Klee shows what level she's at, what friendship she's at, what constellations you may have with her. And then it also shows the artifacts that you have equipped, what weapon you have equipped. And then, yeah, and then at the bottom, it has like a weapon description. It's just like a really easy way, like, oh, well, how did you build Klee? Well, here you go. Yeah, exactly. And you could share that image. So uh, that's helpful. But other than that, they just added some other stuff. They added the limited time event you know, perilous trail that we'll talk about. That's pretty much it. There's nothing really else like noteworthy, but yeah, fair pretty, enough. pretty nice uh, quality of life update to the battle chronicle tool. Yeah, definitely. Other than that, there wasn't a whole lot of other news, but I did want to touch on one thing that I came across, mm-hmm. which is the Genshin revenue chart. Yeah. That and was a good I don't one. know. Have you seen this? Yeah. It was, I'm assuming it was the one that was posted in chat on the discord. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I yeah, and and this is by GenshinLab.com. You guys can go check this out yourself. They have an animated uh, chart, and it looks really cool. Mm-hmm. And it like has a timeline that a an arrow will go through, and it shows like a live version almost of how every banner did 
it does say Genshin iOS revenue. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, I'm not sure if that must be. I also, it was also in, only in the China market too. Correct. That's so, right. so this is only on iOS and only in the China market, but it's a it's a pretty good indicator. I would yeah. say, yeah, indicator of how well a banner has done. Mm-hmm. There are some fun facts on this website uh, that I'll I'll go over real quick. So the there are the three highest revenue characters uh, right now are Ayaka's rerun. Obviously, she had an extended banner, mm-hmm. so take that into consideration. I I I don't think that Ayaka would have done this well if she if her banner wasn't like so extended. Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely think that helped her out a lot. For a frame of reference, she is just shy of thirty-six million mm-hmm. uh, USD. For the number two is the Raiden Shogun and Kokomi rerun banner, and that's at thirty-three and a half, a little bit over that million dollars. So about a three million dollar difference, almost, or two and a half million dollar difference between Ayaka and that rerun banner and then the number three spot is just the raiden shogun banner which was about half a million short of her rerun now was that what's the time frame on that one so that that's the entirety so far right well those i'm looking those at this other the one top. that says banner day one banner day one. Oh, correct so that's just all time okay this that's is all for time. the gotcha that was for like the whole length of their banner okay and then they do have another one where they where they did say that Raiden Shogun got the highest peak sales in one day. Mm. In one day, probably the first or second day, obviously, Raiden Shogun had the biggest, the most sales. Which ma- makes sense. There was a lot of hype there. Yeah, and, and then that was right when Inazuma launched. So, But then, obviously, Ayaka's rerun came out, and that did do extremely well obviously did better than venti yeah it's just i think because it got extended is why it did so well she is also a very good meta character like for for team building ayaka is incredibly good so um yeah like there's definitely that part playing into it as well Mm -hmm. but uh yeah i always think like with with shogun i think that she came out she was probably the highest day one because a there was so much hype behind her but then also there was a lot of issues with her meta team building wise that people were like oh wait maybe she's not as good so i think hers actually fell off um pretty hard as time went on so it makes sense that she isn't at the top but yeah ayaka definitely the the length helped out with her but she is very very good at team building so yeah i I would also say that it probably has to do with the fact that a lot of her more meta teams like require other characters that actually haven't had like reruns yet mm-hmm. that would absolutely help her her performance out in like end game stuff. For for which character? Uh for Ayaka. So Okay. Yeah. Like for example, um I'm trying to pull up like a team comp up right here so i guess like this isn't a very good example but like one of the best like one of the best supports for aika is like mona 
Yeah. But, like, obviously, really hard to get. And I know a lot of people like to run Kazuha with Ayaka, mm-hmm. but Kazuha didn't have his rerun yet. So can you imagine, like, how hard people are going to go for Kazuha? Like, it's going to blow. It's I think it's going to do extremely well. Probably better than Venti, honestly. It's tough to top out on Venti, but, yeah, I, like, it's very possible that that could be the case. You know, it, it's, it's hard to gauge what people care about more whenever it comes to whaling out if it's the the people who are meta team building communities or the waifu community you know what i mean yeah so it's hard, it's hard to say but yeah definitely we're gonna see a, a spike in sales there whenever he comes back around for sure but yeah this is really cool it's very interesting to see where they're at right now as of the third so yesterday which would have been friday recording mm-hmm. this on saturday as of Friday, they're at a total of 504.5 million total USD in just the China market on iOS. That's not including PlayStation. That's not including Windows for mm-hmm. PC. And it's just in China. So it's it's kind of crazy. For another frame of reference, Tartaglia's rerun did the worst. Mm-hmm. And the second least selling banner was Klee's rerun. So... Yeah, Klee fell off uh, of excitement pretty pretty quickly, so that doesn't uh, surprise me. I I plan to pull on them all, but... So which ones, are there any particular big ones that you're missing that you're looking forward to? Kazu- uh, so I'm missing Hu Tao, okay. Kazuha, mm-hmm. and Zhongli. Oh, yeah, I forgot that you're missing Zhongli, because that's, that's the biggest one to miss right there, unfortunately. Yeah, so... <laughs> If I had to, I don't think I could have missed out on Zhongli again, so I'd probably end up just throwing money until I got him at C0. Yeah, for, yeah, that's all you really need him at, honestly. You just need that shield. I mean, it's it's not a whole lot. I just, mm-hmm. that's why I keep pulling for Yelan, because I, I just don't, I don't want another five star to have to get during another rerun. Like, I'd rather just get it now, because mm-hmm. I want to eventually get to a point where, oh, okay, I don't care about this rerun. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to save all my primos for the next banner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Do you, have you already hit your 50-50 for Elon or no? Oh, no. 73, pity. Well, but no, I mean, like, have you... No. So your no last 50/50. one, was it a guarantee or was it a 50-50 no. that you missed? Yeah, so I broke during uh, the the delay. I broke. I was just like, screw it, going for mm-hmm. Ayaka. And I ended up getting Ayaka. Okay. And yeah, so, and then I kind of saved up for Yelon, just started pulling on Yelon, so I'm, I, I, whether I get her or not, I have no idea. Yeah, this I, is going to be rough. <laughs> so, and that's why I, I, I said last week that I'm probably just going to end up throwing money at Ido for Kuki uh, Constellations because I'm not going to have any primos left, especially if I hit my pity, because then I'm going to be, like, starting over, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're going to, I mean, your wallet isn't going to be happy with you over the course of this patch. (laughs) I don't care about my wallet's feelings. (laughs) Not at this point. (laughs) Well, fair enough. But yeah, if you guys want to check this out, it's pretty cool. Uh, You can at least see how well the banners have done in the past and how well the current banner is doing. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see if Yelan will surpass uh, Ayaka or Kokomi. That'd be very interesting to see. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, so we'll take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the event, 
and talk about how, give our maybe thoughts on Yelan, and then we'll wrap up the show. are back from our break uh pharaoh tell us a little bit about uh yelan tell us like what she, what she can do her kit uh any good meta team comps that would be good for her let us know because i didn't pull for her so yeah well so but uh, you know I, I did have to get her because meta wise she's very very good actually um i was originally not intending to get her because i wasn't sure how her skill was going to work out um because it seemed like you had to it took a long time to kind of put things together potentially and you can still be damaged in it or at least at the time we weren't sure how that like invulnerable period or invisibility period worked right so now we know like she can still be affected by things only in aoe though so a single target um she won't be able to be targeted so just keep that in mind whenever you you are playing her she can still be affected and knocked in aoe um so that part, it can still be like hit or miss on that, but you can do a bunch of damage with it, um, which is pretty good. Like the scaling is high. And one of the best things about this character that I did not know going in was that she's everything scales off max HP with her, which is good for multiple reasons. A, survivability goes up with damage. Like that's amazing right there. Um, but second of all, all of those really crappy relics that you've been waiting to get rid of um you can finally use your hp stats <laughs> so that's definitely a big benefit um if you already didn't like use them as level fodder, up fodder for yeah. your good ones. <laughs> but you know what it, it makes it so much better whenever you're at least farming for your set your relic set because like you know you always get the really crappy sets and um you know, now at least whenever you get HP, which seems to come around the most often, uh, you can actually use them for something. So, um, Emblems of Severed Fate, that's probably the best one to use her for. Um, at least that's what that's what seems to be the general consensus right now. But you can really use a lot of different relic sets um, on her. But that that kind of the, the general one most people are going for. Um, he means artifacts, by the way. It's oh, did I say... Oh, I'm thinking of relics. Sorry, I'm... In Dislight, they're called relics. So I'm. Oh, are and they? And it works very similarly. So yeah, uh, my bad. Uh, no worries. Any, <laughs> anyways, uh, but yeah, so that was really good. Um, her ultimate, uh, super super good. Like I mean, it, the ability for it to um, move over to a different character. Obviously, she's a support sub DPS character um, that you're dealing with, but. The really good thing is that you know it able it's able to apply the the hydro um, very very efficiently, not quite as efficiently as uh, what's her name? Oh, I'm blanking on the character. Oh god, what's uh, the other water girl that is like the most common Mona? water girl? No no no. 
Ching Yu, Ching Yu, I think, or uh, it's a it's a guy. A ter- yeah, yes. Sorry, it is a guy. I, I, <laughs> it kind of looks like a girl, so my mind freaks out around it. It's the hair, I think. Yeah, I think so. The model just looks like a guy. I always default to that, but yes, that's what I mean. Her, um, but anyway, so you know, she's like the best team build Hydro character that you can have, and uh, so this character works very much in the same way. You can literally slot her in. Um, anywhere that you put, um, oh God, what was her name again? I'm sorry. Uh, his name's Shing Cho. His, ah, uh, uh, Hey, Cho. old habits die hard. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyways, okay. Yeah. So you can, <laughs> you can put her in anywhere that he goes. Um, hopefully gotcha. I got those pronouns right this time. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna have the whole community coming after me for this. I sorry, I mean no offense at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, you can slot yeah, you can slot her in uh, anywhere where he goes, which is really really useful. Um, as I said, she uh, she applies the hydro application incredibly well, um, so you can really proc anything, especially with a vape a vape comp or anything like that. Um, so yeah, she's you can literally place her anywhere. Um, because of her kit, her supportability, and um, her artifact um, capabilities as well. Like, she's just a good survivable tank. So, yeah, like, very, very solid pull. Definitely, if you're looking for someone to kind of string together comps with, um, she's definitely someone that you want on your team. She's very efficient at C0. You don't need to have constellations on her to make her good at all. Um, If you want to be... You can... You can definitely scale up the damage, and she'll be really, really good the more constellations you have. But, um, yeah, like it's just really not necessary for her. So, and I love characters or five star characters where you don't need a spe- to hit that. Usually, C two mark is where they get some really huge thing that's game changing for them. Luckily for this character, that's not really the case. You just co, you can hop in and just make a huge difference on any team. So you're good to go yeah that's that's awesome so the uh, so who do you have with her right now like who what's your team comp look like right now uh so right now i actually i've been toying around um with where i'm going to be putting her but right now i have her with um raiden uh and then i have yelan and then i have um God, um, this is why I'm the worst with names. Uh, the girl with the fire wheel. You know what I'm talking about? The fire the, wheel. The, the ultimate, the, where the fire wheel goes around her. Oh, Shing Ling, I think her name yes. is. Yes, yeah. yes. Zhang Ling, I think I call her, but that's probably wrong as well. This is the problem with the, so the one close. issue with this game is I, I don't even bother with the names because I know I'll never say them correctly. Um, fair, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, so her and then uh, I finish it off with a couple different options for slot-ins, but Venti for one or uh, Kazuha or whatever his name is, you know. Gotcha. Samurai Windmaster. Yeah. Leaf Boy. <laughs> yeah. Canadian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so nice that's that's my kind of um team comp that i'm rocking right now but i'm still moving her around and like i said you can place her almost anywhere and make her work so yeah nice awesome yeah i i i, I do want to say though real quick that you can 
for anybody who's like new to Genshin or super like worried about, oh, I need like the best artifacts. Or, I mean, yeah, you, you do want like the best artifacts. But if you're worried about like team comps in the overworld, don't. You do not need yeah. like a super meta team comp in the overworld. Listen, I have seen Barbara's dedicated healers <laughs> take down take down Pyro Regis Vines in like two normal attacks. It can be done. So as lo- if you have a character that you really like and you want to use them throughout your whole story playthrough and you have them, I highly recommend that you just build them the way that you want to and just use them. Because if you build them right, you can basically have anybody do any kind of role for the most part and do a decent enough damage where you're not getting like kicked around by hillitrols but you're like also having like a good time so i would say that now if you're like talking about spiral abyss oh then yeah you're gonna want like a meta team because when you get to those higher floors it's a lot more difficult and that's when your team comps actually matter yeah i I agree i mean like it, it really is exclusively for abyssal optimization like so um, but that's that's for some people that's part of the fun of the game, right? Like even if we can, I I wish that it was, I wish that optimizing you know relic wise, team comp wise, and everything like that was more applicable to more areas in the game. But it really is just like the abyss. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like I, I wish that we had some more end game content to utilize that with because you're right. Everywhere else, you don't need anything really. You don't need a comp. You could throw together your favorite characters. And just throw some half decent relic or uh, artifacts on them, and it won't be a problem at all. So, I agree with you. If if anything, if there's like anything that matters, like obviously like the overworld bosses, you're gonna want to have at least like one person or one character of like the element that best reacts to that other element. Like the cryo is fine. Like I'm sorry, but you don't want to bring two hydro and two cryo characters no like that's not gonna cut it you're like you're gonna suffer even probably like with like a decently built team so like obviously with those you're gonna want to bring like one pyro character and you should be fine but i have brought i have brought like personally i have brought uh some hydro characters to cryo regis fine or even pyro characters to pyro regis fine i still don't have a problem yeah but but yeah for the most part abyss is the only one that really matters yeah i also just want to quickly just mention another team comp that i I was working with just for to give people a secondary option of something to go on sure with some different characters um huteo and then uh yelan obviously and then yunjin I went and literally pulled up a character chart real quick so I can make sure I can say their names. I realize that's what I need to do from <laughs> now on. Um, but Yunjin, uh, do you do you remember who she is offhand? Yeah, she's really good with. Uh, she's a really good support character, and basically how she works is you want to use Yunjin, who's a Geo character. You want to use all different types you want it for that elemental resonance you want the uh protective canopy where you get Mm -hmm. like a resistance to all elemental damage or whatever it is i think it's like 40 or 20 percent yeah but you want to use all different kinds of elements with her because her i think it's her burst her burst scales her burst the buff that you get from her burst scales up with as many different elements that you have in your party yeah, she's really good with rainbow comps. Like, uh, that's definitely yep. a good thing to use. Um, but in, in this case, um, yeah, so it, it'll be Hato, uh, Yunjin, 
Yelan and then Zongli. Obviously, you have to have Zong if you're going to be, or some kind of shield at least, if you're going to be using uh, Huteo. So, but yeah, that's another really strong mm-hmm. comp. If you guys have those characters unlocked, just want to give some options to try out. But yeah, super solid characters. And yeah, always a lot of fun. Yeah, I would. Uh, now that you mentioned that, you could, if, if you guys have uh, have her, especially at higher constellations. Mm hmm with that exact team but if you wanted to you could you could possibly now it's not going to be as effective shield wise and Hutao may die a little bit more but you could use Diona who is a cryo character yeah but you obviously will have less survivability because obviously Zhongli's shield is going to be better but Diona does have a shield mm-hmm. but you're gonna probably have less survivability but do more damage with Yunjin's burst because you won't have two geo characters but yeah no that that's 100 true and it, it, it's it's one of those things where i think diona if i remember correctly she is the second strongest shield character in the game so she it's still like a big gap between her and and zongli but it, she is very very good and yeah she would spot or place in perfectly there if you want to substitute and also yeah. I, I i would say that one character that I think is going to be amazing with her, but I just don't have, and I'm I've been so regretful and not pulling for her, so I'm definitely gonna pull on her rerun. Is uh, Yoi Mia? Do you know? Oh yeah, the the firebow yep. girl. She would work so well with Yelan. Um, if you threw in like um, Akazua and Zongli, oh, that's. A really good team comp right there. I would kill for that. So, yep. Um, yeah, I yeah. agree, and I I will admit I'm right there with you. I slept on Yai on uh, Yoi Mia's banner. I saw her, and I think a lot of the community kind of thought, and not really gonna pull for her. And then when like you, I think it was like this one event where she was like one of the trial characters. Mm-hmm. And I think after that point, people were like, oh, dang, like, this character is so good. Like, she's really good, Yoimiya, so. Yeah, you can just honestly, like, you can do so much with her. And, you know, her abilities are very strong. But if you get those abilities with those, you know, um, like, those bursts with your uh, support characters that have uh, carryover effects, like, you can just make an absolute monster. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, like she's definitely one I'm going to be pulling on for sure. But yeah, very, very, another very solid, uh, team comp. If you, if you have her, then I guess we can, uh, move in and talk a little bit about the event perilous trail Mm -hmm. as an event as a whole, by far one of my most favorite, at least combat wise, right? My favorite is the wind trace event, but yeah. Obviously, no no combat, but as far as combat goes, this one is probably my favorite one, and it's a mix between... It's not even, like, it, the puzzle's hard, because it's not, yeah. but it's still, like, super interesting how they took out, like, you. they take away one character, or it's random, mm-hmm. and you gotta kind of work with what you got. This was really good. I was gonna ask, so I'm pretty sure you're on the... You have to do the last one yet, right? Correct, yeah. There, it's not like a, it's like, I guess a spoiler, but not really. But there, in one of the rounds, mm-hmm. there is a one lonely, uh, I think it's a hydro slime mm-hmm. and it's just by itself and mm-hmm. it has like the biggest health bar ever. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's why I will keep that in mind whenever I get to it. Um, 
for me, I will say it's it's definitely not my favorite mechanically. Um, aesthetically, it looks very cool. I'll say, at any time when they're in this kind of environment in Leoe, like like anything to do with the Adepti or anything like that, like those kind of environments are just really really cool. Um, mm-hmm. So I was a fan of it aesthetically, mechanically speaking. Um, whenever it came to you know, it was interesting. It was something new with how they they did the effect of like, oh, you can only keep one character from this group, and then you move on to the next one, which I I like because it you can keep like your main DPS, for instance, and then you can slot in a bunch of sub characters that you never get a chance to play. So, I mean, I I do like that kind of um, thing, but for me, like, still my favorite event of all time was is probably the uh, like tower defense event that we had a while ago. Yeah, I now that you do mention that, I did forget about that one. That was the Theater Mechanicus. Yes, yes. That that one actually was very good. I, I changed my mind. This is second. <laughs> yeah, so that, that one was my first. I really hope we get something. I would love a permanent mode even if we had something like that. But, um, mm-hmm. but for this, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, another solid thing. The story, at least so far, has overshadowed any part of the, you know, a, event dealing with, um, you know, playing your characters. Uh, but... The puzzle part was interesting. It wasn't very difficult. I wish I wish sometimes they would make it a lot more difficult, but I know that they have to keep the barrier fairly low because it's just such a broad audience. Um, and and they're and they're locking a portion of it. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, I think another portion of of your point is that they do lock while it's the easiest portion. They do lock prima gems behind it. So yeah. I feel like a lot of people would riot if they put Prima Gems behind like the hardest thing because that's like I think that kind of gets into like a little bit of a predatory state where I agree. They're like, hey, you want you want Prima Gems, you gotta spend money on the banner to get the best character so that you can actually do this event to get more Prima Gems. So Yeah, that's always the that's always the issue, right? Is that you know, you don't want to ever come off too predatory, so you can't give too great of of um rewards locked behind those later tiers um so yeah but it's just but on the other end for people like myself that have have spent a good amount of money on this game that you know are very comp efficient and stuff like that like we i definitely wish there was something more for us you know what i mean um yeah but and hopefully hopefully someday we will get a little bit better of a permanent end game um but you know that's a topic for another pod. But yeah, either way, very cool event. Just, uh, I, as I said, the aesthetics of it are amazing. I'm really excited about the story. I'm not going to go into specifics of it, but just this is definitely one of my favorite events story-wise so far. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I love this specific topic that we're getting into in the story. So very excited. Yep. Uh, without, without spoiling anything, uh, I'm just super excited. Next week we will cover the archon quest and talk about that especially because you're gonna just be wrapping it up this yeah. next coming week and the uh the character uh what am i trying to say like the dynamic between and the interactions between all the different characters was exactly what i wanted so you that's literally all I'm called say. it on one on one of them Oh yeah, I did, and I'm like so so happy. Like, <laughs> not even like happy because like I was just like, oh, I was right. Like I called this. It was more like this is this just what I wanted. Yeah, like, I'm happy I it played out like to- this. Yeah, it was it was so it was really fun to see um, that 
particular character. I, I can say, like, we know Ito's in it, I suppose. that That's not a spoiler. But just, like, Ito being in it, like, just really made my day. Because that character really just, uh He's so well-voiced. Yeah. He's so funny. He really brings, like, you know, comedic humor to it all. Like, I, I'm, I'm just really glad that they did that. Uh, I will say though, uh, it's it's really hard to talk about the event because it does tie like directly into the story. So, I think we'll we'll kind of wrap up here and then save anything else that we want to talk about it for next week. Yeah, for sure. Cool. All right. Uh, then that's about it for our episode. I'm I'm sure we'll get a little bit of news next week, but we'll have plenty to talk about in regards to the story. So, real quick, uh, before we go. Uh, I did want to do this at the start of the episode, and I think we just got, like, totally carried away. But we did get a five-star review on Apple Podcasts that I'd like to read. And this oh. was by and en- Yeah. Uh, and this is by Endexer. Endexer is a member of our Discord. Uh, super awesome uh, person, and they've been talking a lot. I think they have a higher Me6 level than I do. Oh, wow. They uh, title of the review is Good Podcast. In my opinion, the best Genshin podcast in Apple Podcasts at the moment definitely worth the listens appreciate it indexer i really do uh thank you for that review very cool and uh that just about wraps up our show uh if you guys want to get a hold of pharaoh where can they find you uh yeah so once again you guys can go to um the dislike directive uh it's i believe the discord is discord.me forward slash um the directive if you want to join the the discord for us we are playing on not only Dislight, but also uh, Diablo Immortal, which just came out, which is super, super fun. So definitely check that out. It has a uh, mobile, obviously, as its main, and then it has a PC client as well. Um, although the PC client's kind of jank, so it's up to you if you want to give that a go. Um, but yeah, really fun. Uh, very good game. Um, we have lots of people in that Discord playing, so you will not run out of people to play with. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Awesome. If you guys want to get a hold of the show, you can do so on Twitter. That's at HoyoCast, H-O-Y-O-C-A-S-T. And you could also join our Discord. There will be a link in the description for this episode. Write to our Discord. Come in. Join the join the chat. The Discord is growing. I'm trying to add some stuff to keep it interesting and kind of uh, curtail it to our community. Uh, but jump in. Yeah. That'd be great for you guys to come in and talk about the show or talk about your experience in Genshin. Like we did for this episode, if you leave a, uh, a leave a review, it doesn't have to be five stars, but if you leave any kind of review and give us some constructive uh, criticism or feedback or uh, recommendation or whatever, let us know how your experience is with version 2.7 so far, whether or not you got Yolan, whatever. Uh, if you guys leave a review on Apple Podcast, uh, we will read that review out over the show. And I think that's it. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, excited to record episode 10 the big one zero and we'll see you guys next week.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.